Hey everybody, welcome back. I got some great feedback on the episode last week. You guys loved hearing about how we run Emerald City Productions, how we use Asana, and particular interest in brand new funnels, the go high level based ECRM that I use to run my membership site and my funnels and connect to my email. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about why I chose to use brand new funnels above and beyond just the fact that it was created by two colleagues of mine. They love it. They've built some things for me in it. They have a great support community in Slack where you can ask questions all the time. It's included as part of it. They have weekly you know, webinars and things like that where they train you on how to do this stuff. But for me, it really came down to the bottom line. I think I mentioned that I had been using Kajabi to do some of this stuff with courses. Brand new funnels can, can do courses and things like that as well. And I was paying $150 a month to be able to create three courses. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to have more than that. And this is a pain in the butt. And, you know, it got down to the bottom line of, well, what am I paying for? I'm, I'm paying for Kajabi already. I'm paying for ConvertKit to run my email list. I'm paying for ads here. I'm paying for ClickFunnels here to do my funnels. I'm paying for this, that, and the other thing. And what brand new funnels did and what Go High Level does, the, 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 the platform that it's built on, is it replaces a ton of things. So email marketing. So if you've got ConvertKit, if you've got MailChimp, it replaces those. SMS marketing, text, it replaces that stuff too. Sales funnels, so click funnels, click up, all these other things, it replaces that. If you're tallying up the cost, okay, maybe you're spending $50 a month on ConvertKit because you've got more than 500 email addresses on your list and you've got $100 for this text service and you're paying $30 a month or $100 a month for click funnels, okay, you can see it's starting to t tally up. Uh, website. So you've got a WordPress site or you're paying for Squarespace or you're paying for Wix. Maybe that's $30 a month. Okay. It's starting, starting to, to build up and build up and build up in cost, but, but let's keep going. Okay. What about surveys and forms? Well, you can do that in brand new funnels as well. So if you pay for jot forms or you pay for survey monkey or something like that, boom, there's another 20, 30, $40 booking and appointments. You pay for Calendly, you pay for Schedule once. Brand new funnels can do that as well. Uh, ECRM, pipeline. So if you're paying for ClickUp, Planoly, Kartra, all those types of things, $100 a month, $50 a month included in brand new funnels. Analytics, courses, Kajabi, all that sort of stuff that I've ever, always already talked about in this episode, all included in brand new funnels for $97 a month, okay? If I tally up all the other things for like, let's say someone like me who has close to 2,000 people on my email list and a few courses and I have a website and I have social media and I have a funnel builder and I have surveys and I have schedule once for, for um, bookings and appointments, that's getting close to $1,000 per month that brand new funnels is replacing. So you can see why it was a no-brainer I chose to switch over to it. So I will have a link again in today's episode for you to check out. Um, you should definitely go check it out because it's a great tool. So I wanted to start out the episode with that. Um, I also, the, the big point of today's episode is to talk about podcasting 2.0. Okay, You may have heard of this. You may ha have not heard of it yet, but it's a thing that's out there. It's a thing that's going on in the industry. Um, and I'm an expert at podcasting, but I don't get down into the weeds of what 
all the really um, deep podcasting enthusiasts are talking about in terms of how the industry is going and and who's doing what and what how big tech is affecting things. So what I wanted to do was read an excerpt from an article by Mark Stedman, who's a podcast coach in the UK, uh, who tends to know a lot about podcasting 2.0. And I like this excerpt because it explains podcasting 2.0 really simply. So here it is. What is podcasting 2.0 and why is it important? Well, podcasting 2.0 is an initiative by one of the co-creators of the podcast medium. That's Adam Curry. I'll talk about him in a little bit. It's trying to help the industry evolve, okay? But not all of it is easy, easy to understand. Now, as a busy creator, here's what you need to know about podcasting 2.0. So a little bit more from this article. This is a brief history of podcasting 2.0 and podcasting. Well, podcasting runs on tech that allows anyone to publish a feed of content and attach an MP3 file to it. That's a great explanation of what podcasting is. That's why I wanted to put it in here. Back in 2005, Apple took over a small directory of podcast feeds and added it to iTunes. This let people sync new podcast episodes to their iPods. While Apple is still the foremost directory of all podcasts, you can have a podcast and not be listed with Apple or be listed with anyone. You can do it on your own. There are now more directories operated by the likes of Google and Spotify and Amazon. So that's the end of the excerpt. That gives you a brief history and kind of what podcasting 2.0 is. But let's go into it a little more deeper, deeply, okay? The problem is with these directories is that directories like Apple can remove content, okay? If they don't agree with something, and, and I actually agree with some of the people they've removed, um, I agree with that decision. I, I disagree with some of the other people they removed. Not everyone agrees that a podcast directory should be able to remove content. So Adam Curry, yes, the MTV VJ, he was actually one of the first podcasters, if not the creator of podcasting itself. Back in 2020, he created the Podcast Index as a podcast directory that doesn't remove any content. Okay, the Podcast Index is an open directory of podcasts that anyone can submit to and that any app can search. Their hope, Adam's hope and the Podcasting 2.0 people, the Podcast Index people, their hope is that app developers will use this index instead of Apple's more opinionated database in their, in their opinion. App developers can still choose not to show certain content, but that doesn't remove it from the index. So this is essentially a master index of all podcasts. And currently the podcast index says that there's 4 million podcasts that they've indexed that people have added in. Another part of podcasting 2.0 is the podcast namespace. Podcast feeds are basically like HTML pages with a bunch of tags that contain information about the file. Now you don't have to know how to code to understand this. It's, it's just basically tags that are like the title, the podcast show name, the date, the episode number, those are the tags. And when you change the information, like in your media host, Libsyn, when you're publishing an episode, you're basically updating these tags. So again, during this whole last 15, 20 years, Apple created a bunch of tags and even though new ones have been added by other services, most people, most apps just use Apple's tags. 
So as part of podcasting 2.0, a few new tags have been added that are actually being adopted by many media hosts, including Libsyn, my preferred. The tags that have been added are podcasts colon transcripts, which connects the file to a transcript, which is especially helpful for accessibility. The next tag is podcast colon funding, which points a, uh, a way for points to a way a listener can donate to the podcast. So you could connect your Patreon page to the file through this tag. And the last tag that's been added is podcast colon person. This is a way uh, to tag the file, crediting the people involved in making the episode, the, the guests, the production team, etc. And it also makes it harder for people to pirate your content because if they grab the content, if they pirate the feed, the feed has these tags in them now that say who created this content, okay? Issue is, is that the changes are an uphill battle, okay? Apple still holds 99% of the cards and it's unlikely to adopt these changes quickly. Uh, you've also got Spotify, which a lot of people think is coming in strong. They've got 12 to 15% of market share now or download share, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're, they're not as big as Apple, but they're, they're an influencer in the space. But Spotify's a loner, okay? They, they're doing their own thing. And they're actually trying to move away from an RSS standard, which everybody else uses so and is not going anywhere. And then you also have Google and Google's big, right? They're doing a lot of things. They got YouTube. They got everything else. OK, um, and they're distracted. And then Amazon, who's also a big tech, they're brand new in the space. They're basically a noob in this world, in the podcasting world. So. It's an uphill battle to get these changes through, but it's a good sign that a lot of the media hosts have actually started to adopt this. So the RSS feeds are getting this information. What you need to know about Podcasting 2.0 is that it's a big initiative, okay? And it has energy. It has a lot of energy to get adopted by big tech if we keep talking about it, especially, okay? Podcasts are now listened to by the majority of the people in the US, the majority of the people in the UK, in Europe, it's growing immensely. It's growing immensely around the world as well. Okay. And it's still very open to all the people. So we have hope that podcasting 2.0 and a lot of these changes will take effect and that big tech will have to adopt them. So I hope that was was helpful for you to hear about. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on episodes like this and the information that I shared, you can always give me feedback by emailing me, danny at emeraldcitypro.com or leaving voice feedback at speakpipe.com slash podcast strategies. I would love for you to share this episode. I would love for you to rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I would love to help you. Um, if you want to get started on your own, you can go to dannyosmond.com slash roadmap and download my podcast roadmap, which will get you the 20 to 30 steps that you need to take to get your podcast started without being distracted. If you want some support, go to dannyosmond.com slash pod to learn more about my podcaster pod membership, where we've got 10 module course, we've got a Slack channel with 50 plus existing podcasters now in it that can help you and support you as well as my team. We do monthly Q&A calls and we do quarterly expert calls where we bring in other people. And I played one of those a few weeks back in my episode with Robbie Fowler. So again, thank you for being here today and I will talk to you soon.